0: Welcome to Passion. For more information about Passion, please visit us online at www.passionchurch.tv. Now let's join the service already in progress. Upon our willingness to expect and to receive, and so I just want to encourage you. I, I, we're going to talk. I, you, you don't want to miss the next. Not, I've got a series I'm going to start today, but over the course of the next few weeks, I really feel like the Lord is stirring in me a direction uh, and and just kind of change some of my plans. And as we go through the next few weeks of summer, God's really going to start talking to us about some of these things. But I am convinced that a large part. Of where we're headed as a body and where you're headed as an individual is based upon how you arrive here every Sunday. You've got to show up expecting God to do greater than what we've seen. And so I just encourage you to, to, to be here and to be ready for what God has to say and to let Him increase your appetite for Him. Uh, temptation is one of those things that uh, we don't really talk about a lot anymore. Uh, we kind of keep it on the down low. We, 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 we really don't expose this concept of temptation too much anymore. We, we don't really openly discuss it. We, we know that everybody deals with it, but, but we kind of just want it to go away. Anybody ever just want temptation to go away? Yeah, I understand. So we, we, we know that everybody's dealing with it. We know everybody's facing it. We know everybody's fighting it. But we don't discuss it all that much, and we don't dissect it, and we don't deal with it. We laugh about it. We make snide remarks concerning it a lot of times. We overlook it. And all the while, we know that temptation is a silent killer. In fact, what we will do a lot of times is we won't deal with temptation, we won't talk about temptation, we won't expose temptation for what it is, and so then somebody out of nowhere, you got to put the quote marks around it because we'll understand more about this in a minute, it doesn't just come out of nowhere, but nowhere somebody will fall and then we act like we can't figure out why. And and the reality is is that we really know why, we just don't want to admit it. The reason people fall is they move to Temptation Island and they can't survive. And so this morning, uh, I want us to talk about temptation because Temptation Island is a dangerous place because uh, temptation will destroy us if we're not careful and if we're not armed and if we're not ready to deal with it. And so temptation is something we need to understand and learn about because if you're not careful, temptation separates you and isolates you and then once it gets you to that place, it destroys you. And we're going to talk more about that this morning. And so we want to learn how to move off of Temptation Island. So it's important for us to discuss temptation. I want to use this morning not to teach you necessarily how to fight temptation because this morning I want to start here. I want to start on understanding how temptation works. Because until you understand how it works, then you can't effectively fight it. One man said it like this. He says, what is of supreme importance in war is to attack the enemy's strategy. And the enemy uses temptation against us as part of his strategy. And until we understand that strategy, we can't effectively fight against it. And so I want to talk to you about temptation and how it works. Now, we often say that the devil uses tricks against us. Uh any of y'all ever watched that show called The Mask Ma- Magician? Y'all seen that one? It's this uh he's a he's a world apparently a world renowned magician and he wears this uh black mask with the eyes cut out and what he does is on television, it's kinda on one of the cable channels, he exposes All of the magician tricks. He shows you how the biggest, best magicians do their tricks. He exposes all the, he he shows you how they use the hidden cameras, how they use the, the sleight of hand. He exposes it all. How many of you know that the trick from a magician isn't as effective once you figure it out? The only magician's trick that I ever remember being able to do was uh, on a cereal box, I think, one time. They showed you how to do this thing where you're sliding these cups around on the table, and all of a sudden you make the little ball disappear. What, what you do is you roll it off the edge. You just, just kind of come across the edge, and it falls in your lap. And once I discovered that that's how you do that, then it wasn't that astounding anymore when a magician would do the, 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 the cup trick, right? Once you understand the trick, it's not as effective. And so what I want us to do is understand how the enemy works. So we're going to go into James, James chapter 1. This will kind of be the foundation for where we're headed for the next couple of weeks. Uh, next week we'll talk about uh, how, to, how to defeat temptation in our life. But, but this morning I want to talk to you about temptation tricks. James chapter 1, beginning in verse 13. I'm going to read it out of two versions so you will understand what he's saying. This is out of the Message Bible. Don't anyone let anyone... Don't let anyone under pressure to give in to evil say, God is trying to trip me up. God is impervious to evil and puts evil in no one's way. The temptation to give in to evil comes from us and only us. By the way, I hate this passage of Scripture, just so you'll know. Uh, We have, just because I hate it doesn't mean I can take it out and not apply it. I just don't like it very much. Uh, We have no one to blame but the leering, seducing, Flare up of our own lust. Wow. Lust gets pregnant and has a baby. Sin. Sin grows up to adulthood and becomes a real killer. Now to the King James so you can say you remember how to quote it. Let no one say when he is tempted I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil. Nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then, when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. How does temptation work? Three temptation tricks this morning. The first one is this. Temptation tricks us into passing the buck. James says it like this. He says, when when we're under pressure to give in to evil, don't say, God is trying to trick me up. Don't blame God. In fact, in the original language, it it is even more forceful than that. He's basically saying this, don't you dare blame God. God is not an evil God. God is impervious to evil. God never places evil in our path to trip us up. It, It is not God's fault. Quit passing the buck and saying it's God's fault. In fact, if you go back into James chapter one, uh, you you remember that passage in the first few verses where it says, "Count it all joy, brethren, when you fall into divers temptations or trials, when you when you have a diverse type of trials." James uses the same exact Greek word for trial as he does for temptation, but there's a different meaning. In the first section of that scripture, I didn't read it to you, it's right in the very beginning of James chapter 1. When he starts talking about trials, it is the concept, the word carries the concept that it is a it is a, an attack or a test from without. But now when he comes and he says, don't blame God for temptation, the same Greek word, but the connotation is different. It's talking about that that comes from within that's important for us to understand this morning because the Bible says it very clearly and I don't like it it is this idea that temptation comes from our own evil desires I'm preaching y'all already sat down on me and been quiet, it's our fault if you're tempted it is our fault, it's not your deadbeat husband's fault it's not your crazy kid's fault. It's not your jerk of a boss's fault. It's not your messed up Congress's fault. It's not some jacked up government's fault. It's not even Hollywood's fault. If they just wouldn't put that in the movie, I would have been all right. It is nobody's fault but our own. Don't, that, that's one of the tricks of the enemy is to try to get us to blame somebody else for our own evil desires, our own evil lust, our own evil wants. He wants us to pass the buck because if you can pass the buck, You're not responsible. Ah. See, Proverbs chapter 19 verse 3 says it like this. It's a powerful passage of Scripture. Listen to what the wise man says. He says, a man's own folly ruins his life. And yet, his heart rages against the Lord. It's your fault. You did this to me. I would have never fallen if it hadn't been for you. James says listen you got to understand the enemy wants to tempt you and trick you into blaming god or blaming somebody else or blaming something else but the reality is is that when we are tempted it is our own fault some of you sit around and go man that thing tempts me guess whose fault it is? Look in the mirror. It ain't nobody's fault but yours. If you're being tempted, I didn't say if you're falling to temptation, we, we understand that once we fall to temptation it's our fault. We just don't want to take ownership of the temptation. If we are tempted, James says that that temptation comes from our own evil desires and wants. That means that lust is yours and that jealousy is yours and that anger is yours and That pride is yours and that attitude is yours and that look is yours and that tendency is yours. And see, because here's the reality, if we would ever understand that at the moment that we that we take ownership of our own weakness, that is the first step to victory. When I quit blaming God, God, if you hadn't, it's not his fault. If I quit blaming my spouse, quit blaming my kids, quit blaming everybody else around me, even quit blaming the culture around me and recognize this is coming out of who I am. This is my problem. This is my fault. We are taught to blame everybody and take no ownership. You made me do it. If we can't blame God, we'll blame the devil. If we can't blame... Come on now. He doesn't even say blame the devil. He says it, it's, it's your own. There's no one to blame but our leering, seducing flare-up of our own lust. So the first trick the enemy uses to try to get us to buy into this whole temptation thing is he tries to get us to pass the buck so that I don't have to take any ownership. That's how temptation works. The the, the second trick is this. Temptation tricks us into feeling special. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, you're special. Yeah. See, a couple things here. James says this. When you are tempted. He kind of knew us, didn't he? I mean, I know he wrote it a long time ago, but he kind of knew who we are. (laughs) He's right in our living room. He said, when you are tempted. Not if, but when. Everyone is tempted. If somebody tells you I've never been tempted in my life, you might as well call the mortician because they must be dead. Either they're dead or they're, they're world's best liar because everybody is tempted. In fact, uh, in Corinthians, Paul comes along in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, he says, No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, yeah, you're going to be tempted. He will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. Temptation is not only certain. How many of you know temptation is also common? It, it, is, it is a shared thing. Everybody is tempted. Everybody. Come on, look at your neighbor and say, you're in everybody yeah you you are in everybody. Everybody is going to be tempted. So one of the major tricks of the enemy is to try to trick you to convince you that you are on Temptation Island. You're all by yourself. Uh, no one has it as bad as me. This is a specialized attack. I'm so special that the enemy had to go create a new trick just for me, a new temptation just for me. Listen, I just came to tell somebody that you don't have a special form of temptation that nobody else has ever faced, and you don't have it at a more severe level than anybody else has ever come against in history. You're not that special. I hate to burst your bubble. I know you got the pen that says I'm special but I'm just telling you that the devil he he ain't created nothing extra for you. It is common. Temptation is certain. Temptation is common. What the enemy does is he tries to make us feel like that that we alone are having to deal with it so that he can isolate us and make us feel like we're all by ourselves. He employs a this strategy that is one of the most effective. I see it happen over and over again when somebody starts dealing with something when they're being tempted. He employs this same strategy over and over again effectively. It's divide and conquer. He gets us by ourselves. As I told you in the Lion Tamers series that isolation annihilates. That's what he does. He, he convinces us that nobody knows. Nobody. Poor me. I know they have struggles but they don't struggle as much as me. And we find ourselves on this island by ourselves. See, that's important to know because if you don't know that, then you will resist everybody's help. When when we watch you and see you begin to fall, if you are convinced that nobody has the same temptation you do and nobody's ever dealt with it at the level that you have, then when somebody comes along that's been through the same exact thing and they come along and say, hey, let me help you. Let me give you some advice. Don't do this. You'll go, "Mm, you don't even understand. I, I'm I'm trying to help you this morning. Uh, you don't even know. The reality is is that people do know. See, yeah. Yep. They, if you isolate yourself, you won't take advice. You won't take the in, intervention because you'll feel like nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Y'all want to sing that together? Doom and despair. Agony on me. Give me a break. You're not that special. I... I I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just trying to tell you how it is. You, temptation is a shared thing. It is common. That That is an absolutely essential truth to know. Because when you are tempted, you just need to look at the devil and say, Your tricks are tired, man. Tired, used up. I, I, I know that you've used this before. I, I know that you're just using a common temptation. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't misunderstand Misunderstand me. Common temptation is still tempting. Y'all did hear that, didn't you? Common temptation, no matter how many times you used it before, it's still tempting or you quit using it. But it helps me to understand that, that he's used it before. Because here's the deal. At the moment that we feel like our temptation is unique. At the moment that we feel like our temptation is exclusive. At the moment that we feel like our temptation is peerless. At the moment that we feel like our temptation is unparalleled. At that moment we play into our enemy's hands and he destroys us. Because then nobody can come alongside and help us. See, um. What he's trying to use against us, he's used against others. He, the, the Other people do know your pain. Other people do know your struggle. Other people do know your issues. There really is strength in numbers. Y'all didn't hear me. There is strength in numbers. The more you're tempted, the more you ought to try to get with people that have been through that, that have overcome that because they can provide strength for you while you're trying to fight the devil off. Anybody listening to me this morning? Strength in numbers, that helps us. See, when he tells you no one else or only you, you've got to call him by who he is. We've forgotten this. He is the father of lies. The truth is not in him. Well, you're the only one that's ever been tempted like this. Liar! That's who he is. It's what he does. I, I just want you to make sure that you understand that just because temptation is certain, and just because temptation is common, that does not mean that gives us the right to fall to that temptation. Are y'all listening to me this morning? I'm not going to go into how fight temptation very much this morning. But I just want to remind you, just because it's common and certain, doesn't give you the rights to fall to it. We just got to recognize that what the enemy does to trick us is he tries to tell us, nobody's like you, you're special. The only person, the only, if you're going to listen to somebody tell you you're special, it ought to be when God says you're special. Because the enemy will try to convince you that nobody like you. Nobody deals with your pain. Nobody deals with your struggle. Nobody deals with your issue. Nobody deals with temptation like I'm dealing with temptation. That is a lie. And he's trying to isolate you and get you to move to an island where nobody can reach you. The, The third trick is this. Not only... Is the first one he tries to get us to pass the buck, and the second one is that that we he tries to trick us into feeling special. Temptation tries to trick us into falling for hookers. <laughs> Y'all didn't expect to hear that, did you? Uh, okay, I got your attention now. <laughs> Woo, I got your attention now. Good, good, good. James says it like this. He says, "Stay with me now." <laughs> Let's stop and have prayer for your pastor. (laughs) James says it like this. Don't let anyone, let anyone under pressure. I just want to stop right here and say this. The most effective type of temptation is consistent temptation. Pressure. It begins to build up. It builds up and it builds up. It comes one wave after another. Every day we face it over and over and over again until like a pressure cooker, if we're not careful, it boils over into destruction. James says don't fall to that kind of pressure. That's why if you start feeling the pressure, you, you better get some help because if you're not on guard, you'll let off some steam. Temptation. James uses the illustration of the life cycle. Stay with me now. I'm going to get to the hooker's part here in just a moment. That's just to keep you enticed just for a moment. James talks about temptation using the life cycle to kind of illustrate for us how temptation works. He says temptation begins at conception. That's when the desire starts. That Then there is a birth, which is sin. Now, I bring that to your attention because I've heard, I don't know how many countless parents come to me and say, We had a baby by accident. Baloney. You can't have a baby by accident. There are steps that lead up to conception. I had a a married couple at Southwestern when I was the campus pastor, and they already had three kids, and all of a sudden the wife is pregnant with their fourth. And the guy tells me it just was by accident. Baloney. There are steps that lead up to a baby. Okay you don't just you don't just accidentally have a baby. The same is true of sin. Oh, I'm trying to help you this morning. I know this isn't shouting material but but I, I in the summer I don't care. I'm not trying to get you to dance. I'm trying to get you to live all right Temptation starts with the desire and it produces it conceives and produces a sin. It's at the place Of desire, there are steps necessary to conceive sin. In other words, no one falls into sin. Well, I fell into that. Baloney. Baloney. Uh, Let me me see if I can get we plan it. Okay, y'all don't have to help me. Sin is a direct result of not stopping temptation before it grows up. Period. In other words, no one accidentally has an affair. no one accidentally lies. No one accidentally cheats. No one accidentally steals. There are steps that lead up to that sin that we don't stop in time. See, the issue is that what happens is this. We fail to recognize the process that the enemy uses against us. And therefore, what we do is we dwell on, we fantasize with, we play with temptation. And when we don't stop temptation at conception, it always grows up to adulthood and produces the same baby over and over again. And that baby is sin. And that baby always grows up to death because the Bible says that the wages of sin are are and always will be death we don't accidentally sin there are steps that lead up to it and we never get missed we never miss the paycheck that temptation will lead to if we don't kill it at the place of temptation it will always pay death every time See, temptation is a process and a progression that we must head off. It goes like this. Desire leads to thoughts. Thoughts lead to actions. Actions get easier. How many of you know once you cross the line once, it's easier to cross the line twice? That's why you need to quit going out to eat with her. And then the the final stage is that after the action, it leads to destruction. See, if we're going to successfully defeat temptation, then you have to cut it down at its conception. If you are going to successfully defeat sin in your life, you have to cut it down at conception, which is at temptation. Everybody's tempted. Are y'all listening? Everybody's tempted. But those that. Stay sin free are those that learn to kill the thing at the temptation stage and deal with it before it produces a baby. Winston Churchill said it like this. I think he was right. He was talking about natural warfare, but I think he had it right in spiritual warfare too. He said this. The the great defense against the air menace is to attack the enemy's aircraft as near as possible to its point of departure. In other words, you got to get ruthless at the jump-off point in order to kill temptation before it grows up. If some of you would just deal with the temptation before you fantasize about it, before you, you mess with it, before you play with it, before you think about it for six days in a row, if you would cut it off at the place of temptation, it would never grow up into sin. James, in this passage, he says, we are drawn away or enticed by our own lusts, uh, James is using a word picture. A word picture. What he's doing is he's using a fishing term. That that word there for enticed is a Greek word that deals with the concept of bait. He's enticing us. Y'all ain't biting that. So let me. I got some. I got some bait. Hang on, just a second. What he does is he tries to lure us out of our place of safety. That's what he does. That's what the word means. He, he come on, you, he just dangles things in front of you. Come on, that looks good, doesn't it? Oh, man, it won't hurt too bad man I I just dangle it that's that's the concept here that's what he he's trying to entice you you're in this place of retreat you're in this place of safety and some of y'all rednecks know what I'm talking about you yeah, the the bay the the bass is hit up under a log and you dangle the lure out there that oh you dangle i just get a little closer and then all of a sudden you just can't help yourself i got that's what he's trying to do he is a fisherman he tries to lure us into coming out of our safe place our safe uh, our place of retreat and then when oh that bait man that mm. right it looks good he tempts us to come away from god in fact i would say this to you for most of you sitting under the sound of my voice this is a reality in your life right now the devil is trying to entice you to draw you away from your family he's trying to entice you to draw you away from this body he will entice you he will dangle things in front of you to try to get you to get out of his out of God's will he will entice you to leave friendships that he's placed in your life he will entice he dangles things that look better than they really are that's what he does now you got to know your weakness. You need to deal with the bait, because what happens is the enemy—he knows us well enough that he can use bait on us. He finds what works. You got to know that the enemy of our soul is a great fisherman. So what what you got to do is you got to know what bait he uses on you. Uh, Paul says it like this to the folks in Corinth: He says, "We are not unaware of the devil's schemes or devices." Another guy said it like this, know your enemy and yourself and you can fight a hundred battles without disaster. If you would just know yourself. See, here's my problem. Here's the challenge this morning. My concern is, is that most of us either are unaware of what kind of bait he uses or we ignore it and refuse to deal with it so long that the enemy can use the same bait on us over and over and over again and we'll fall for it every time. That's crazy. Can I tell you the truth this morning? The devil hasn't had to change bait on some of you for decades. He's, you're falling to the same temptation over and over. He's going, man, I, mm, I don't even have to get, mm, mm. yep, same thing, dummy. I just, same thing over and over again. He, he devises this scheme against us. He uses, the old dog uses old tricks. And he causes us to fall. I want to, ch- can, can I just challenge you that through the course of this this series and the course of, after this series when this is over, that, that maybe you would change how. Can, can I just challenge you to know yourself well enough and to examine your life closely enough so that you can become strong, that you will begin to recognize what kind of bait the enemy is trying to use against you. I can't, let me, let, let me. I want you to become so strong that the enemy has to switch to this. Yeah, I, 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 want, him to, I want you to become so strong that the enemy has to begin. Man, I, I'll try anything. I'll try food. I'll try cars. I'll try money, sex, alcohol, jewelry. I don't know. Whatever. I, see, some of you, he hasn't had to try nothing else in like 20 years. And I want to challenge you that you become so strong in your walk with Christ and you become so aware of who you are that all of a sudden the enemy has to come along and say, Well, I got to try something else. Got to try something. Else. In fact, I want you to get so strong that what the enemy has to do is he has to throw all of this at you at once. Yeah. I'm tired of falling for this every time. Throw something else at me. This is where some of you need to get. Because some of you haven't grown in so long in your walk with Christ that the enemy succeeds using the same trick. And I just came to tell you that he needs to have to try something else on you. See, here's the deal. The lure of sin is that it always looks better to us than God. I'm going to help you right here. The lure of sin is that it always looks better to us than God. It is designed to draw us away, but it always leaves us gaining nothing for the trade. That is a definition of sin right there. That's the hook. It looks better than it really is. In fact, I would say to you this, that Eve was deceived into thinking that God was holding out on her. And that's the place where most of our, our walk with God goes awry right, right there because we're in the same place. We feel like God is holding out on us and that we can find something better outside of what God has planned for our life that would make us happier. It's a hook. We've begun to think that the apple, the dream could somehow give give us something that God could not give us and that somehow God has been holding out on us. John Piper says it like this. He says, I think he's right. He says, sin gets its power by persuading me to believe that I will be more happy if I follow it. The power of all temptation is the prospect that it will make me happier. The only problem is, is that it's a hook. Now, the, the enemy is a good fisherman because all good fishermen know that in order to be successful I can't fish for you like this. You're too smart. You see the barb. You know what's going to hurt. If that, wasn't, if that wasn't true we, would just, we wouldn't just—we would need all the lures that we buy at Bass Pro. We would just go fishing with a hook. But the fish are too smart. So the enemy comes along and dangles things in front of us but he covers up the barb oh it won't hurt just one just one more meal together it won't hurt I, I just flirt with that guy at work one more time it ain't gonna hurt nothing we'll just we'll just play around one more drink one more smoke one more dose covers up the barb, and the moment we bite, see, I I love to fish, and what I, I, my favorite kind of fishing is with plastic worms, the trick with the plastic worm is you have to let the fish take it long enough. And when you begin to see your line move, you don't jerk it the, the second he bites it. You let him take it a little bit and begin to run with it. He thinks it's real. He starts getting it deep inside of his mouth. And then right at the moment that he thinks he's got it and he's leaving, you set the hook. Just little hooks. Little hooker. That's all it is. Just a little hooker. One bite. One last time. One moment longer. One second longer. One second longer. And the enemy, since he's such a good fisherman, lets it take us a little further than we wanted to go. And then all of a sudden, he sets the hook. I've made this statement to you before. I want to repeat it so you'll remember. Never forget it. Sin always takes you further than you wanted to go. And it always keeps you longer than you wanted to stay. And it will always cost you more than you wanted to pay. The reality this morning is just because the barb is covered up does not diminish the the fact that the barb is there. Anybody listening to me this morning? I'm just trying to help you right now to understand that what you're involved in and what you're being tempted by right now may seem okay and it may seem painless and it may not feel like it's going to hurt, but the moment is coming when the the devil will set that hook and you will find yourself caught and it will be painful and it will be disastrous and you will find yourself caught. We have to learn to look past the bait. She's bait. He's bait. It's bait. The next time you're tempted to do whatever it is that you're tempted to do, just go. That smells like bait. Sushi, whichever one you want to call it. It's the same. It's just bait. We got to become wise enough and perceptive enough that we look past the bait and we once again see the hook. And understand that he will catch us and destroy us. Because it's time for us to realize that the admission price of temptation is separation. It separates us from God. The price is too high. Count the cost. Understand that if you fall to temptation, you will find yourself on an island. Separated from God. Separated from his will. Lonely. Painful. It's deadly. you got to learn the way the enemy works. How many of you know your own weakness? Yeah. Okay. Put your hands down. Now we'll see who's really honest in here. How many of you fall into the same bait over and over and over again? Yeah. So why should he try anything else? Let me tell you. Let me, and then I'll be done. I've really felt impressed by the Holy Spirit to pre- preach this, pa- this 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 series, and especially this passage to you, because I'm convinced of this. I get really frustrated when people give me like 90 things to do. I'm not the best at focusing when I'm like everywhere. So I just boiled it down to one challenge for you for, for this month. Make the devil change tactics on you. That's a that's not ultimate victory, but it is a victory. If some of you would quit falling to the same temptation over and over and over again, make him have to do something else, you would be able to walk out of this month and go I'm more victorious than I was I used to fall to lust now he's trying to use anger on me that's growth and what I've recognized now is this is once you recognize one piece of bait it's easier to recognize the next piece of bait and so this morning I want to teach you this the temptation tricks are these he will try to get you to pass the buck won't he not my fault He'll try to make you feel special. Nobody knows what I'm going through. So I'll just hold up and not tell anybody and be all by myself. Separate you. And he'll try to get you to fall to hookers. Little things that come along that look better than they really are. So that once you taste it one more time, he's got you. He snatches you into destruction. you got to know the bait that works on Father this morning my prayer is very simple I pray that you would challenge us today to defeat temptation some of us have become so comfortable with temptation that we don't even fight it anymore as soon as the bait is waved in front of our eyes we fall I pray that that would change over the course of this series I pray that you would give us the tools necessary to fight and win God I pray that you would kill the lie in our own minds that we just fall into sin the reality is is that it's our fault we plan it it comes from the own desire our own desires and our own lusts it's not your fault father father I refuse to blame you or anybody else for my own weakness I take ownership of that weakness because I recognize that the first step to victory is knowing that it's my fault I got to deal with this Father, I pray for anybody under the sound of my voice, whether they're here in this building or watching over the internet, that feel like they're facing something, a trial, a temptation, a trick from the enemy that nobody else in the history of mankind has ever dealt with. Father, I pray that you would expose that lie for what it's attempting and trying to do. It's trying to isolate them into defeat. And so, Father, this morning, I pray that you would allow us to come to this place where we recognize that there's strength, in numbers and when we talk openly about the temptations that we're facing when men get together with men and discuss the temptations, when women get together with women and discuss the temptation it actually makes us stronger Father I pray today that you would challenge my people that what they would do is that they would make the devil change tactics Father for my brother my my fellow guy in the room that's fallen to the same lust over and over and over again, I pray this morning that you would allow him to see the bait but I also pray that you'd allow him to see the hook. Father for ladies in the room that are falling to the same temptation over and over again the enemies use the same trick on them year after year, year after year Father this morning I pray that they would recognize that bait for what it is, there's a barb under it Father I pray together corporately that we would become so self-aware and so aware of what you're trying to do in our lives that we would see the enemy for what he's trying to do and the enemy would have to change some things and use different tactics Father I don't know who's going through what this morning I know temptation is strong I don't diminish that fact it's true temptation is strong but I stand on your word that says You will never let us be tempted beyond what we can bear. And there's always a way of escape. I pray in Jesus' name right now for anybody under the sound of my voice that feels like they're tempted beyond what they can bear. I pray that they would open their eyes and see a way out. So that we can walk together in freedom. In Jesus' name, I want you to stand with me this morning. Do you know your own weakness? There's strength in numbers. It's not God's fault. I think that I would probably be remiss not to recognize this fact. Under the sound of my voice, there are folks in this room right now that feel like they're being tempted beyond what they can bear. They don't know if they can fight this by themselves. The good news is you don't have to that's the good news that's why we're in a body you don't have to face this thing alone and so this morning before Danny comes to close this out I I just want to give you an opportunity to find strength in numbers are you going to make me tell all this stuff in my no not necessarily sometimes it's just enough to come up to somebody and say you know what I'm struggling I need you to pray That's why we place prayer team members around this congregation, around this sanctuary every Sunday so that people have a place of contact in prayer. I want my prayer team if you would just kind of step out from where you're standing don't don't come to the front just step out from where you're standing if you're on the prayer team this morning I'm not sure who all's on I know Miss Ladon is and some others wave at me if you're on the prayer team this morning so yeah there's Tom and Gay and Tari and Miss Ladon, and there may be some others I'm not seeing this morning but I want to pray and in this prayer just you don't have to do much just if you need special prayer this morning even on your way out They're going to stay positioned for just a few moments, even after Danny comes out. I want you to go to them and find the strength that comes from numbers. Father, this morning, I bless my folks. You've called us to fight together, not to fight with one another, but to fight for one another. There are temptations that overcome us that are so strong, we don't even know if we can endure That's what this is all about this morning. Teach us the tricks of the enemy so that we can be stronger. Join us, connect us so that we can help one another overcome. Father, I pray that you'd help us to be very honest and transparent with ourselves this morning about what we're facing so we can move into victory. And Father, we'll praise you for that. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. They're going to stay put. As soon as Danny dismisses you, if you would like special prayer this morning, if you would go to them. By the way, it's Danny's birthday. He's 29. It's been a privilege to have you join us for this time of ministry. To find more passion resources or to make a donation online, visit www.passionchurch.tv. Remember, you can't live without passion.